Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Sometimes I know things. Sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes I'm right. Very, if, very if rare. Listen, Usually, if you wrong. listen to if you listen to my wife, it's very few and far between. But sometimes I am right. I I, I haven't been right in eight years. I think I was right one time, and I nearly fell over. Uh, I, I mark it on the calendar. So <laughs> it is always a great day. Oh, all right. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Inner Miami podcast. I am Jay Kington alongside, as always, my friend, my compadre, my brother, Mr. Than Harrington, fully recovered from God knows what you had, buddy. You were sick, lost your voice, probably screaming at some little children at Riley's futsal game. How you doing? How does it feel to be breathing normally again? I mean, I'm glad I can talk. I don't think everybody else is happy I can talk. I know my folks at work were glad that I was pretty much using sign language to get them to do what I needed them to do. Uh, it was the weirdest thing, dude. Felt great. Two hours later, couldn't talk. Wasn't sick. Wasn't feeling down. Just boom, done. So uh, glad to not be talking like a mix of Darth Vader and Bane. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, just glad to be back at it. Let's... Uh, Let's get after it. Yeah, man. So, you know, just working our way through this this beautiful preseason. I think when we last left the fans, to be fair, you know, there's not a ton of stuff that happens on preseason. It's been a little bit quiet for us, honestly. But, you know, there have been some preseason games. You know, we've, we've had some results. Haven't really gone our way. You know, one one did. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into that uh, a little bit more about, you know, right, basically probably just over the halfway mark. Uh, three games left on the schedule, and um, hey, man, I'm a little concerned. I'm a lot of concerned, but we're gonna do it, man. We're gonna we're gonna get through it. What's a? It's already been three years of pain. What what's a fourth year of pain? I mean, I, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm already numbed up to it. I'm ready for it. I'm still buying my tickets to go out. You know, I'm coming down for Orlando, already shelling out money for that. Uh, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm seeing the the stuff you're sending me from the match you got to attend pitch side. Uh, I, I'm seeing stuff that's been posted, different spots from camera footage. I think it was the Revs game. We saw some aerial drone footage of like uh, Leo's goal. Um, while that was a bright spot, there's, some glaring issues that I felt like should have been addressed. And yeah, hmm. no, here we are. No, I don't yeah, know. Here, here Shout are. out to Leo for even being like, yeah, Yo, you guys got to let me post this on my social media. Otherwise I don't know if there'd be any footage that, uh, that leaked from that game, but you know, Hey, 
like I said, man, I've been wrong so many times in my life. Just ask my parents, you know, and, and three seasons of being optimistic, thinking, hey, this is going to be our year. And I've been wrong every time. So, I'm, you know, hopefully I'm wrong this time in my concerns. And we just come out and, you know, just blow through the East with uh, with ease. But, oh, man, I guess before, um, how do we want to do this, buddy? Let's go with good news first. Let's go with the good news first. Uh, we'll put the preseason games on the back burner for a few minutes here we did obviously we, we spoke about this as basically being a done deal i think we announced it on here before the club had even made some announcement but it, but it is official now and everyone was made aware with a pink arepa and a nice little halftime show introduction if you will we're talking about none other than the man himself mr arroz con pollo joseph martinez one of the um better strikers in the league's history and probably the best over what the past i don't know for moving some injuries five years or so yeah i mean it, it's hard to argue his cv and it's only going to make the team better hopefully i mean he, he needs to have a striker or i'm sorry a, a midfielder a creative playmaker for him to be able to pull the strings let's he needs to pull, but let's, let's stay to the positives let's stay i know i know positives. i'm i'm you, you how's see. the attack how's that attack looking now buddy listen let's just hypothetically do... assume we can get them the service how's the, how are those two up top how do you feel about just those two well i think okay if you're forcing me to be positive thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> so we actually have um you know a target man inside the box with leo uh you know he'll be able to get up and get down on the corners uh you know He's a good target in the air. Uh, Yosef is going to make the moves inside the box he needs to make to create and to score the goals that we desperately need. Stefanelli in there is going to uh, help as well. Uh, I don't see a lot of him, so I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, hey, seems to be the trend. I will say from the video that Leo basically forced the club to release, you know, Yosef was, was involved, so big things coming um i think the most logical thing here is that we're gonna roll out in that 442 diamond uh like we did towards into last season once uh leo came back and gonzalo was just too good to take out but you know it's still novel. you never know what you're gonna get there are we certainly have the pieces to play in more of a uh one center forward option whether it be you know four three 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 four three four two three one whatever uh phil wants to do and the good thing about you know yosef is he can play uh as a winger as well but i think just you, you gotta if it was up to me i would go with the two strikers up top roll the four four two diamond and then to your point and it seems to be every single person's point that tells me they don't put much weight into preseason but in the same breath will tell me stefanelli is the guy he's a starter day one because in his preseason game against the second stringers and the third stringers, he looked great. So for me, I need to physically see something because I'm a little scarred with Gonzalo's early years with Matuidi, even my boy who I fight valiantly for Pizarro. Uh, you know, we brought in some players that had good uh, resumes, good profiles, good results, and they just haven't found success in the MLS. So for me, I'm not convinced that Stefanelli is a starter day one. I'm hoping my mind is changed uh, after the next three preseason games. And of course, the Fiesta, which we will get into uh, a little later in the show to wrap up 
this season. But, you know, for me, it's still as assuming Mota is going to be back and ready for, you know, a full 90 minutes or close there too. You got to assume it's going to be Mota and Gregory, uh, probably Robbie Taylor. And then that last one is the question, right? Is it Pizarro? Is it Stefanelli? Are we forcing Pizarro to come play the 10? Or are we going to let him play uh, on the left side, which is typically where we're playing Mota, but Mota could play on the right side with his left foot. So I don't know. That's the one thing I'm not sure on. Everyone seems to be absolutely positive at Stefanelli. They are all very high on him. But again, I want to see you play against some starters, and I need to physically see you myself. Well, you also can't bury Bryce Duke that far. I mean, he started showing he started showing his potential, especially towards the end of the year. And it would be a shame now to to bury him in a bench where he could actually be the difference maker. I'm not saying he's 100% there yet, but he was showing the flashes in the pan. Let's let's cultivate that. Let's make that a continued growth for him rather than bury him out. Is he ready for a full 90? Can he be the guy for 90 minutes? He did get some European training this summer, but do you think he is fully ready? Assuming he's fit and can come back. He was back at practice, uh, which was a you know very good uh news and phil's gonna have a problem that you know is not a bad problem to have is you've got a lot of midfielders that you can play in various positions but back to my point do you think bryce duke is it enough time because he was a super sub last year and if he had to go full 90 still moments of brilliance but then you know some arrows as well he's can get bodied off the ball quite easy do you think this is enough time for him to be that guy for 90 minutes um, I think after the Montreal game and maybe even NYCFC will have a better idea of it. If you're forcing me to answer 100% now, I would say I would rather go with familiarity over an unknown and sprinkle in the unknown as we need to, if that makes any sense. Sprinkle it, baby. Sprinkle it. I like it. I like it. Um, anyway, Little little tangent there. Let's continue with the good news with something we needed to reinforce that dreadful back line we've had for only three seasons. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And since you gave such a beautiful like Webster dictionary breakdown on the pronunciation, well, listen, I can take that from you. You always give me crap for my pronunciations so I you're really bad at, at, at latin but you're not bad at europe you're not bad at the european the far eastern block you got this buddy i am trying okay listen i'm trying i've been done better over three years uh but we have sergey kratsov coming from uh you know shakhtar Donetsk. if you're not familiar with the ukrainian club always a perennial house over in ukraine uh they they always seem to end up in europe in ucl in uel uh they are seven-time premier league trophy winners while he was there seven ukrainian cups six ukrainian super cups as well as ucl and uel uh, appearances personally i'm i'm excited for it i know there's been a lot of hate on the signing i know everybody thought that we were going to pull the trigger on um uh Callens and a few other players that were floating around uh aaron long was a name that mm -hmm. was floating around for a bit uh I like the fact that we're bringing over somebody who's played in a much, to me, and I'm not taking anything away from the MLS, but a much tougher league over there. Uh, he has shown that he is ready to battle it out. He wants to go to war for this club, and I'm all here for it. It could blow up in our face, but you told me to stay positive. He is a little bit on the older side. So, and you're being negative because you shied him one 
on the Ukrainian Premier League champions. He's got eight instead of seven. So it could be. He looks like he looks like that guy. I know people were joking saying, I can't remember if it's GTA three or GTA four, uh, whichever one Nico was. And they're kind of joking. It looks like that, but dude's got a resume. Um, he's going to be the replacement for Damian Lowe, who we're going to get to right after this. Right. Um, we need a, a strong leader, Damian, uh, similar to Pizarro a little bit, like very polarizing people either love him or hate him. He certainly did make several mistakes. Do you think again, without seeing any, <laughs> without seeing him playing the MLS at all, are you, are you about on the same level as the McVeigh Damien Lowe? Well, actually, it wasn't even that, right? Because McVeigh was playing more in the left wing anyway, and they're banging, you know, like Mabika or whoever they could sailor to fill that. Do Are you more satisfied or happy right now the fact that we can keep McVeigh in the center back position, which is what he prefers, and then have uh, a reinforcement, what a lot of people are expecting to be a better you know, option than Damien Lowe. Do you think those two together will be able to get it together at a pretty expedited rate to, to get some, uh, you know, fortification and hopefully some good results for us in the, uh, the beginning of the season? If not those two, I believe uh, Kratzoff and Sailor will have a good pairing as well. I know that Mobika has been working with Neville, especially in the aerial attack, whether it be uh, on set pieces and defending, getting the ball out with his head getting uh you know getting more comfortable on the ball so that will come um but either one of those three for me uh create soft sailor or mcveigh could offer a tantalizing tandem in the back that we've needed yeah and i think i might have got a little ahead of myself right because i guess in my mind again without really seeing great results or anything franco negri right uh another really good profile uh, is supposed to be that true left uh left back option for us I think a lot of people, including myself on this one, uh, are assuming that he's going to be the starter, but you're right. It could be some variation. McVeigh could still play on the left wing with Sergey and, and, and Saylor uh, more centralized. Um, I think I think probably what we know right now for sure, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you have any differing views, I think we know that Sergey is going to be one of the center backs, and we know that Yedlin's going to be the right back. The other center back and the left back, well... There's some variations we could see. Um, do you agree with that? Or is there any any other kind of, I guess, preference you would like to have on that back line? No, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, the other thing that's going to be beneficial to this move is Sergey is going to bring all that experience to Orion Sailor, to a Mabika, to Ian Frey. We can't forget Ian. Congratulations, yeah. Ian. He's back at training. Uh, I know that is something you and I are both extremely happy about. Indeed. Indeed. Brutal injury. Didn't deserve to have what happened, but such is life. Glad to have you back, my man. Um, you know, and even to a lesser extent, not just the center backs, but look at Noah. Noah was looking to get some first team minutes at the left back spot. Sergey is going to be able to help, hopefully, share some experiences from working with some decent left backs or, you know, to, in totality defenders and share some wealth and knowledge across that entire back line. So long story short, yes, Yedlin, Sergey, and then fill in the blank left back and center back. Yeah. And like, here's the good news, right? Um, we have always kind of lacked depth on that back line. Um, last year, we got a nice little taste of having some options in terms of midfielders and wingers that we've kind of been shallow on. We've been shallow, honestly, the entire duration of this um, team. 
Uh, and when, you know, the first year when they maybe weren't as shallow as they were the second year, it's, the talent was just pretty uh, pitiful at best. Sorry to all those I offend, but hey, we'll, we'll have some options. So, you know, if someone gets injured, we'll have another body that should be able to hold it down, which is uh, is certainly re- reassuring. But, you know, we mentioned Sergey coming in to replace Damien Lowe. Where did uh, where'd your boy Damien go to? Listen, I knew you were going to do this to me. Hmm. I, I damn well knew it. He went up just two hours east of me to the yep. Philadelphia Union. Uh, he's first, already been first, in- first jersey ever owned. Uh, that is not true. My first jersey <laughs> ever owned was an 06 white Wayne Rooney and a 06 Zidane. So piss off. <laughs> <laughs> no, jokes aside, though, he's already been in training. Um, watching his social media, you could tell he wasn't uber thrilled from what it seemed like. Uh, I mean, there's no secret. He loved Miami. He loved the area. He loved this team. Um, he was our favorite fourth striker that we had on our team when we got to watch him <laughs> up top. Um, I I was not one that hated Damian Lowe. I was I. There were sometimes he frustrated the hell out of me. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I don't understand the hate. I, I don't. I really don't. He went out there. He balled it's out. Miami, and- bro. People love to hate. I'm. I'm. I. I'm right there with you. Yeah, he made some mistakes, but he also made some really key plays for us at times. So I'm right there with you. It uh, It's just, I don't know, we got to get over ourselves. I know it's easy for me to say that from the outside looking in for a few more years anyways until I'm down there. But it's, I don't know, Damian was a stalwart when he needed him to be, and he provided a calming presence when we were really thin in the ranks. I, not much more you can say. I wish him the best of luck. I, I know... Uh, we had some good interactions with him from time to time. So, you know, best of luck, dude. Yeah. And, you know, hey, go go follow in Juli Carranza's footsteps and really have an awakening uh, in Philadelphia. Go win Defender of the Year, you know, and then everyone here is going to be like, oh, no, wish you going to play like that for us. You know, whatever. I'm but used to just a negative fan base at this point. It's, where it's is turning he, me. But where is he going to fit in in that back line? That back line was solid as it was. Is he gonna yeah. is he gonna be a rotational player now? Or are they know. planning on losing somebody? You're always one you injury had, away from shining. No, I know that, but you had Glesnes, Elliott, and uh Kai Wagner. He's fuck uh Lowe's not gonna go over and play right back. They uh yeah, well, true. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I'm just saying I'm trying to be positive for for Damien because I do respect him uh, you know, <laughs> quite a bit. But we'll see. There's a high chance. Kai Wagner's offloaded in the in the in the summer window as well, right? There's teams in Europe that are interested uh, in in Kai Wagner, uh, stud stud player. I mean, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure that there's you know his, his home country of of Germany is there's several teams there that probably want him back. So we'll see. Uh, you know, best of luck. Again, I'm 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 not nearly as uh, as much of a hater. I, you know, you see me day in and day out fending off all these pizarro critics and haters quick to forget that he was our shining star and season one and all that alongside lewis morgan i will give you that is that why is that why you know is that why you leave me on red when i start talking shit about pizarro is that why you never answer my text after that like yeah yeah. Yeah. i have to do it all day bro look man i am i'm all in on pizarro this season like if he doesn't play well then I'm probably not going to hear the end of it for the entire season because our Discord is just built like that. 
I promise you, I will lead that army. I, I, you will be Jon Snow standing in the field against Ramsay Bolton's army. That's what it's been. Yeah, literally what it's been. (laughs) Except for like one other person will chime in there and be like, "No, I agree. Stupid move to buy him out. Like whatever." Anyway, and then we beat him down. But anyways, um, so Jay, more, uh, more kind of a heartbreaking move here. Uh. Tell us about, I mean, we kind of alluded to it a little bit, but uh, what's going on with our boy Pozuelo? Yeah, so this is a little heartbreaking. We got tipped off um, after the uh, the Vasco game from uh, from the man himself, you know. Uh, not going to reveal any names, but he's he's the guy we all love, right? Uh, into another one of our uh, friends, kind of a double source situation there. Um, and unfortunately... You got sick, then I got sick, then you lost your voice. So we had delayed a little bit. We wanted to be the ones kind of breaking on the podcast circuit, right? But uh, yeah, rumor started probably what, I don't know, how long goes that Vasco game? Three weeks, two and a half weeks? I don't even know what day it is, honestly. I'm on two hours of sleep with this new baby. I have no idea what my life is right now. But uh, Pizarro, they just couldn't make the money work, right? They wanted Max Tam. He wanted DP money. I think his number is like $4 million around there. Pozuelo, not Pizarro. Pozuelo. Sorry. See, exactly. I'm super sleep deprived. Pozuelo (laughs) wanted like four million. uh, And we didn't want to give him a DP spot. Okay. We here's a situation here. We Gregory was technically a DP. We buy down Gregory. We have to buy buy down Gregory to non DP level in this in this window before the season. We cannot do in the summer window. So that opens up a DP spot. Pozuelo wants it. We don't want to give Pozuelo that DP spot. We want to want a max TAM deal. Probably, you know, maybe even offer maybe a potential DP the following year. Because we're holding out for, for that summer window for that Hail Mary of Leo Messi. And as crazy as that sounds, as much as you and I are getting sick of this rumor and the messages we get about every single month when this thing recycles itself over and over, I'm starting to believe once again that this is going to happen. Like, I, I, he hasn't re-signed with PSG. He knows this. We're basically like one of the few other clubs he's taking serious. We know he loves Miami. He wants to give his family the opportunity to live in, in, in America. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I know he's one uh, property down here. I think he's two properties, actually. So it makes sense. But that's why we didn't want to bring Pozuelo back. Now, to the point of people hating Pizarro, they're also kind of blaming Pizarro for the reason we don't have Pozuelo back because we could have bought out Pizarro and then got Pozuelo as a DP. So we're basically buying out Pizarro for almost $2 million, then offering Pozuelo $4 million. So we're dropping $6 million to make this happen. And... Uh, it just wasn't working out. We were trying. He did want to stay. We just couldn't get the numbers right. And I think it was a, a pretty mutual, amicable, shake hands, you know, love you guys, good luck thing. He's going off to the Turkish side, Konyaspor. Konyaspor. Sorry. Not sure if that's right. Um, but, you know, here's what I will say. It, given the hype of Stefanelli that I see every single day, I have to believe that Chris Henderson know something that maybe we don't and maybe why he was so comfortable letting Pozuelo walk and not spending more money than necessary to buy out Pizarro and bring him here could that be Stefanelli I I'm kind of having that thought I could see that connection there but um unfortunately man 
we don't have Pozuelo and that's what made everything click, right? Yeah. We lost the first five games. We won our six last season. Then we started battling. We won one here, maybe win two here, lose one, maybe lose two kind of half and half 50, 50 our way through the season. Right. We are still in like the 10 to 14 spot for the most of the season. Pozuelo comes unlocks Gonzalo unlocks the offense. He's the string. He's the engine. He's the magic, right? He is the magic powder that makes this whole thing tick. B Stefanelli is it going to be bizarro if so can they even do it to the same degree and if not then we're going to be in for a pretty long season i feel yeah i cannot take another season of lgp figal long ball out the back like it just i know they were gone but that's when we could not get the midfield firing that's what we reverted to and other teams feasted off of us because they knew that we were playing with two-thirds of a team the other third was lost in translation we also can't sit here and expect mota as much as you want this to happen to to knock off 40-yard cannons you know (laughs) every single game i mean he probably has a better He'd probably have a better field goal accuracy than the Cowboys kicker in the postseason. But I mean, we're not kicking field goals here. We're we're, we're shooting on on net. So, we're um, not. and I don't want to go back to just let's play the wings and cross it in. Like the great thing about Pozuelo is we could play up the spine, we could play through the middle, and uh, and find the spaces. And it it was beautiful. And if we're just gonna be yeeting balls into the box, hoping that Leo or maybe you know Yosef can get ahead to it, well, I'd feel a lot more reassured. If I could see them connect one cross or corner in a game, because I in, in preseason games rather, because from what I've seen this preseason, um, it, it hasn't been there. And it's been kind of embarrassing, specifically the corners. And then we've always struggled with, you know, set pieces in swingers, out swingers into the box. And we don't have Gonzalo anymore to try and rip a absolute rocket into the uh, the top corner. So probably going back to Moda, who almost drilled a beautiful one last year, but uh there are some things we need to figure out and we're gonna need to figure them out quick or we're gonna be in a little bit uh of trouble here so uh anyway let's move on we are wrapping up the preseason with the football fiesta tell us oh sorry i misspoken montreal um there's three more games the 11th the 15th and the 18th the last one being on the 18th against um austin with montreal being on the 15th anyway sorry Wanted to correct myself. Tell us about the football fiesta. So from what I understand, the football fiesta is something that came about after which team backed out due to visa issues, sir? Do you remember that off the top of your head? That's the one thing I didn't write down. Uh, Nope. Okay. Well, the team that we originally slated to play uh, had visa issues. They couldn't get us situated, even though the promised club, it would get situated. Lo and behold. Here we are. Uh, we will be playing Austin FC uh, at home. It's actually going to be a pretty awesome event from what it's looking like. Uh, there's The gates are going to be opening for season ticket members at 2 p.m. The general public will be able to join in at 3 p.m. And the preseason scrimmage will kick off at 4 p.m. on the 18th. Uh, it's going to be a good chance for everybody to get a good first look at uh, Martinez, uh, Sergey, Nicolas Stefanelli, and Franco Negri. Uh, they're all slated to be in uh, in some way, shape, or form as a final tune-up for that match. Uh, and then there's also going to be an exclusive event after the match for the season ticket holders. It's going to be a first-team uh, meet-greet autograph session, uh, Little Jelly that I will not be able to get down there for that. Wouldn't be able to attend anyways, not being a season ticket holder member. 
But uh, it is what it is. And we get to witness the unveiling of what could be my favorite version of La Palma, La Rosa Negra. Um, it's going to be called La Noche, which uh, if you have paid any attention to any social media, everybody's ripping on us because all we did was change the color pink. That's literally all it is. It's, and it, it's, we added some little wave things across the chest instead of La Palma. But to your point, it's it's La Palma like, 2.0. What a letdown. Yeah. I mean, the heartbeat, they got us. Hook, line, and sinker. I was all for it. Let's go. Absolutely. But then we're going to be playing with the heartbeat and then La Noche with two different pinks. And I don't get. I don't get what we're doing here. Like it's a running joke among amongst the MLS community that, well, Hey, it's, it's the preseason. So inter Miami's going to change their color pink again. Cause like, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to be negative about it, but it's almost embarrassing. Like even when Beckham put it up on his Instagram, he had the Pepto pink hat with the almost neon pink La Noche. Like, what do you think about it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I think Adidas is lazy. Honestly, I think we only get two revisions and what's uh, four pictures to describe what we want. It's it's just pitiful. It's going to be well. It might be a stretch. It's going to be a good game. Austin was a really good team last year. Uh, this will be a good a good way. I've been told. I guess with my you know saying my pessimistic views or negative views, I say speaking the truth is not being negative. And we've struggled in preseason. This will kind of be the end-all, be-all um, to give us a really solid idea of where we stand after this Austin game. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a pretty pretty tough game. Uh, will be a fun time at Drive Pink. Um, and, yeah, I mean, again, to your point, unimpressed with the jersey. A lot of people like it just for the new shade of pink, but I don't know, man. I'm still of the mind where our white jersey was my favorite jersey. I thought that was the coolest one. Kind of the shout out to to David Beckham, little Real Madrid swag, had the little tiny herons on it, which was a class touch. And the best part is, you know, if you're you know with your homies or something and it's hot outside, you sweat, you see a little nip from a friend, man. Hey, everyone loves a little nip now and then. So, you know, that's my preference. But so whatever. We're holding out for the next jersey, right? So talking about little nip for a friend. <laughs> yes, there's what? a good there's there's a good All segue right. for this. All Let's right. go there. There was a raging uh discussion on the Discord. Do you want to see another white kit? Do you want to do you want to do? I like that pearl I, sheen mm, class. I do not want to be continued to be known as wet t-shirt contest FC. They could like, have made it a little thicker. Correct. I am a bigger guy. No one wants to see this. <laughs> I have, I do have the David Beckham one I got for dirt cheap is the only reason why I have it. Right. I'm not going to wear that outside of the frozen tundra temperatures up here because no one wants to see what I have to display. Like yeah. jokes aside, dude, I wore it once when it was warm out and the tattoo I have on my chest popped out immediately yeah. just popped out from there. I'm like, Oh, that doesn't look good. You know, I'm against it. Also, I saw what they did with the prime blue kit. Now, I know that was for a different initiative, but the white with the peach colors, like, I, I don't know. If we're going to, like, um, one of the guys, I think it was Chris from the Battered Heron, said, let's do a gray. Let's do an off gray. Let's mm. do something like that. Like, I would be down for the gray. 
I, I'd absolutely be down with the gray, but I like our pink, or I'm sorry, our pink was as bland as it could be. La Noche, mm-hmm. is, like you've already said, is a recycled La Palma with different colors and slightly different, you know, like there's a wave on it. What are we going to I thought Beckham was a fashion icon. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I mean, I listen, I could respect the fact if it was like a Real Madrid classic, like the classic white kit, bring the collars, let's do that, do something cool, maybe with like pink, something like that around the the sleeves, but honest to god, the last white jersey we had looked like a sheet of Charmin toilet paper. Especially the authentics, man. The authentics were yes. really thin. And it, yes. I will say that, like, you know, second half, everyone's really sweaty, right? And you can just, that sports brawl, that stat tracker brawl thing, just the black man brawl just, just shines through uh, on that. But in terms of a cool, dry day, not sweating, nipples hidden, it's my favorite one. I like that nice little uh, little sheen to it. So uh, I think we can agree on that one pretty unimpressed we expect better it's miami we're supposed to have a swaggy flashy we've got beckham come on you're like an international brand yourself and then adidas is just disrespecting us maybe it was part of the sanctions when are we going to see like a vice city style jersey i've been calling for this for almost two years now let's get a vice city like the heat uh, one yeah like the heat correct like let's do something with the neon blue yeah right so like on la palma we have that the the blue on the like the inside trim you can't see it when you wear it there's a there's people that really don't want any blue associated with the club they want it just pink so that's going to be a a battle Uh, that that the I guess resiliency of that holdout will probably die out as the years go on. We just want to do something new, uh, so I'm not against it. I am not against but, it. A lot of people do want it. A lot of people don't want it. But look at Seattle's like red Bruce Lee kit. That thing is amazing, badass. Look at DC United, and and they, they didn't, from what I understand, they didn't do as well as the execution as the original art looked. But they're doing a beautiful cherry blossom kit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Portland has the same thing. Listen. I don't know if any of you listening or around that long, but the original Southern Legion colors had blue in them. Yeah. Let's let's take a nod to that, wrap something together for Adidas. Say, hey, we want to do something like the Miami Heat Vice jerseys. Um, I, I, I don't. I would. I would buy that. I'd be cool with the Jimi Hendrix thing Seattle did a couple years ago. That one was pretty banging too. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, spice it up. Here's what they need to do. Uh, like, whatever. However long this agreement with Adidas is going to last, which is going to be way too long for any of us to actually um, agree or co-sign that. Everyone wants it over as soon as possible. They want independent um, choices in terms of clubs and, uh, you know, kit sponsors or, or clothing sponsors, rather, whether it be Juma, uh, Under Armour, New Balance is doing it now, Puma, Adidas, Nike, whatever. Let's just, let's stop this. But if we're going to keep this complete control by adidas can we just bring an alternate kit into the fray where we Mm -hmm. get to have absolute control and then we can give people what they want well like shout out to these guys could you imagine if we gave olive in york the chance to do an alternate kit for us they had banging they had banging u.s men's national teams jerseys over the uh world cup including that black one which i absolutely loved it was black with the i believe declaration of independence in gold cursive across the chest absolutely fire uh and again no affiliation to those guys i just see what they're doing day in and day out they have amazing 
stuff they put out. So why I know I know they wouldn't be big enough to do something like that for the club, but they could at least put together the design and help and help out. Like I think that would be amazing. Yep. Yep. All right. Moving on. I think we've beat this dead horse enough. Uh we have let's not. get back to uh your your old uh I guess proven ground before yeah yeah you joined us full time here. Bring us up on some academy notes. You got someone that uh, has a lot of talent, played really, really well in whatever tournament that was. I can't remember off the top of my head last year. Give us an update on what's going on with the Inter Miami CF Academy. All right. So uh, as we're kicking off uh, their season as well, we're starting to see some of the uh, men's youth national teams get ready for the CONCACAF U17 championships. as I've always touted, we have one of the best academies coming up. I will argue that point with anybody any day of the week. Uh, we have uh, four call-ups as we stand right now. Could change. Could be more here coming up. Uh, Tyler Hall and Santiago Morales were called up for the U.S. men's youth national team. Again, U17 squad. Shout uh, out Santiago. Victor... He's the truth. Jay loves Santiago. All right, I appreciate that. Victor Fung was called up for the Canadian men's youth national team. And Brian Destin was called up for the Haitian men's youth national team. Uh, again, great representation on top of the likes of Kremeshki going over to Argentina, also playing mm-hmm. for the U.S. Um, you know, our, our academy, as I continue to say, is churning out quality product. It's only getting better. I And I I apologize 10 ways to Sunday for this. Our one Academy coach is actually going to uh, get elite pathway coaching training and degree or something like that. I do believe I saw, Uh, I should have wrote that down, but you know, that's just showing that the club is investing into the Academy, looking at everything they can do to help set that foundation. I've been talking about for two years now. Yeah, you're right. His name is Pedro uh, Cavalcante. He's going to the Elite Formation Coaching License Program. And also shout out Brian Destin. He's also a beast. So, yeah, a lot of good things coming. Patience is the key. We've sucked three seasons. Suck a fourth. Suck a fifth. And then it's coming, boys and girls. Yeah. Um, You know, I will say, uh, I forget how it came about, but I do believe that we lost one of our better players. I think he went back up to Toronto. Um, and I don't want to get it wrong. I know we retained the rights to Borglin when we sent low over. I want to say Hundal left. I don't I remember. Think I think that's correct. And there was, and uh, I there was, was uh, who was it that was showing interest in him? Can't remember. I want to say it was someone in Europe, honestly. Yeah, I was super upset. He went to Vancouver. That. He went to Vancouver, but there was another team that had interest in him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a player who was coming on strong. And then all of a Mm -hmm. sudden we just decided to move on from him. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, The Academy's moving. If you're not familiar with it, please give, I mean, they do a great job just for the kids as well of of highlighting their, their season, documenting what's going on. So you can stay in the loop. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's going to be good future as long as we can get through the pain right now. Speaking of pain. Mr. Kington. Uh, let's talk about something that was a little divisive amongst the fans here across the MLS, not just down here in Miami. Uh, the MLS season passed, good sir. It is available now. Uh, it is available now. And uh, there's a lot of content for every other team, but uh, but Inter Miami, apparently. Correct. Uh, it, you know, it is actually going to be one of those things where it's going to hold everything under the sun it's going to be the first of its kind in live sports it's going to have every live regular season match the entire playoffs the league cup all in one spot um there's gonna be no blackouts that's huge no blackouts wherever you're at 
Um, the one thing I was really interested in is they said they're going to have a five-hour whip-around show. It's going to be similar to, like, NFL Red Zone. So they're going to keep tabs on every game going on. You'll yeah. be able to uh, – they'll show you highlights of what's going on. For what I understand, too, they're going to have, like, a ticker around the side of, like, um, back in the day, the old school like ESPN, where it ran down, like, games that were going on the side, and then it would pop into oh, the game nice. that was the most uh, – Yeah, there should be some nice features on there for sure. Yeah. It's obviously not going to be as great as Red Zone because – Red zone. Hey, if you're in the red zone, we're going to turn it on. You've got a chance to score. Soccer's footy is a little bit more difficult to predict like that. But I do like the what's the Champions League one called that is uh, on CBS, I believe. That's a good one to watch, too. Same kind of concept, though. Uh, and you can also stream. Apparently, the rumor is, I think, like up to six games at once you can have on the TV in little tiny boxes. So, you know, you scoot up to about, you know, two feet away from your TV and you got six big screens in front of you. I do believe it's called CBS Sports Golasso. The Golasso so Show. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's awesome. I'm the type of guy like I like, especially during the NFL season when I was big in the NFL, I would have three or four different TVs going with different games yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. I will be taking full advantage of this. Oh, yeah. um, speaking if uh, you know, on that, besides having English and Spanish commentators, I guess they're also going to be offering home team radio broadcast audio. So you're not okay. you're not a huge fan of what's going on, or you can't watch it. You're driving, um, you know. You can listen in. Uh, it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. It's only a hundred dollars for the season. That's yep. not terrible. Uh, you get I don't, a discount for something too. I think to make it seventy nine. Yeah. yeah, but you're you're getting the discount, but you're paying for Apple TV. So are you really getting the discount? <laughs> okay. There we right? go. So, but you can do a family plan like. My brother-in-law shares his with me, so I guess I just need to either Venmo him this $99 or $79, whatever it is, or I can maybe charge it to my card. I'm not really sure. I haven't done it yet, but you can buy it. You can share it with, I think, up to six of your friends, families, homies, girlfriends. You got six girlfriends. Go ahead and do it, man. Make them all happy. It's tough these days to keep them all happy. I, I have a lot of concerns if you're sitting around with six girlfriends. That is too much headache, too much problem. Don't want anything to do with that. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm ex I'm I was the first one that said I absolutely hated the idea. The more I'm seeing how they're mm -hmm. fleshing it out, I'm really excited for it. Uh, it it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, especially if you got a couple good prime time games, like we always discuss during the season. Hey, what are the games you're going to watch? Hey, now we can say say we're going to watch every single one of them. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Or like if I was you know out of the country or something like that, um, I wouldn't be able to even watch via ESPN or the app just because of of my location. So I'm happy that you know you can watch it basically internationally. You should gain more uh, viewership around the world in terms of MLS. I'm sure if Messi does come. Man, Apple is going to be so, so happy. The thing I'm concerned about is Apple leaves it up to the clubs, the organizations themselves to produce the content, most of the content, we'll say. And, um, you know, been three years of, uh, hey, there was a, a little stretch of a couple of months where we had like that insider kind of all or nothing show, which was really cool. Then that fell off. So uh, we'll see exactly what the club can pump out. I know several of our uh, listeners uh individuals in the discord have uh been watching other teams content because there's just more of it than there is for inner miami but hopefully that changes it would be a shame if the club let some shows uh you know step in there and maybe help do some of the things and you know, help connect help help connect the community to the club not 
pointing fingers or shouting out just, at all. Just like it was in season one. That inaugural season yeah. was just a great time. Emails to, to... are meant to be answered. Uh, so moving forward, before I get myself in any further trouble than I am already going to be in, uh, EMLS, sir. We have our new athlete, Pavs, has moved out to LAFC, living the life out in Los Angeles. We have... I'm pretty sure uh, Pabs is winless. I'm pretty sure Pabs is winless, unfortunately. I do not believe so because I think when I was watching a qualifier earlier, I think he pulled out one. So I think no. he, when I when I turned it off, I think he was sitting on four. Could be wrong. Uh, but, you know, we talked about him before, Stefan Borello. Uh, he competed in League Series 1, did not make it out of the qualifying round, but he did have a couple of pretty good wins. He played against Columbus Crew's godfather and beat him 5-1. to one. And then he played against FC Cincinnati's Cisse and came back and won three to two. Uh, as uh, I was writing the uh, outline for our episode today, he was actually playing. So I watched a little bit. Uh, he lost to Minnesota United's Lamps four to one in the first match. Uh, he won his next match uh, versus Sporting Kansas City's Max four to three. And I do believe he lost to NYC uh, Gustavo for NYC FC. Uh, three to two in the league series two qualifier. If you're not familiar with EMLS, in order to make it to the next round, you have to be in the top four at the end of qualifying. Uh, to make it, they play a fast paced simulated uh version of uh, online or online co op or whatever it is. You know, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they have set rules that are set forth by EMLS and an ultimate team style roster. Okay, so that's different than than some of the previous formats because you mentioned the NYCFC player's name. It was Didley Christon, who's like the one that won it all. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last year, maybe the, the, the year before. So my question is, is he hitting Rabona's from outside the box? Sir, there is nobody quite like you. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot more, uh, you know, team sharing and ball passing for Mr. Borello. <laughs> Uh, but no, he is not hitting Rabona's outside the box like yourself. Shooter, shoot, baby. Shooters, shoot. Listen, listen, before we continue, because I'm going to call this out, Jim Anderson is the only player I know that could be on a peak clubs with both of us and have zero goals and 100 assists because he keeps passing you the ball. There's no assist for Mr. Kington in this hey, peak club. Not everyone can score four goals off 79 shots. Okay. Not everybody can take on six players at once to have a 3% conversion ratio. Six players at once when two of us are doing jumping jacks in the middle of the box wide open. I'm done talking about it. You're going to make me mad. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that brings us to the, uh, the end of this little, uh, little lovely pod we put together tonight. We will be back, hopefully sooner than later, praying that neither of us get sick again. That's fun. Um, Yeah, and we look to wrap out the preseason again. The last three preseason games are the 11th, the 15th, and the 18th. So that is a Saturday. Uh, What is today? Today is a Tuesday, so that's next Wednesday. And then the football fiesta at Drive Pink Stadium. We will see everyone out there on Saturday the 18th to really see where we stand before the season starts. Absolutely. A little concerned about the Montreal game on the 15th because if we lose them, we have to play them in our opener. So we'll see how that goes. 
Well, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure, actually, I'm more positive about that because if we lose, I'm confident we'll see where we lacked and we'll make the adjustments is what it is. Uh, but just a little breadcrumbs for our listeners, for our followers. Uh, keep an eye out on our social media. Uh, Mr. Kington, myself, and the rest of the Inner Miami Pod Squad are working on some uh, enticing new projects we will be announcing here in a relatively near future. Uh, Jay, I know I'm excited. I know you're excited. Or you can you can start digging around that old good interweb and see if you can piece it together. But it's coming soon. We will make the official announcement soon. But there are there are breadcrumbs out there for any of uh, a little Hansel and Gretels that want to come find out what's happening before <clears throat> we announce it. Not sure what I think of the accent there, but we're going to run with it. So, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, jokes aside, this is something that we've been talking about for the better part of a year now. It's going to be interesting, uh, fun to watch it all play out. And uh, we hope you guys are going to like what we put out there. So just keep keep your eyes open, keep your ears down to the earth. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. The state of the Inner Miami Podcast Union is strong. And with that, bamo. Miami. Bamo. Miami. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, I like it. I did. This is Drake Callender, and you've been listening to the Inner Miami Podcast.